You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. So today we're doing another one of our reading roundups. And as we said in our last one, we'll plan to do these a few times a year. We'll be chatting about the books we've been reading, our reading habits lately, and what our kids have been reading. So these reading roundups are going to be, for now, taking the place of our book club episodes, which we're actually loving because this format gives us a chance to talk about a lot of books instead of just one. And we always have more than one book to talk about. So plus no spoilers this way. So if you haven't read the book, you can, you know, this is more just our recommendations. So we could honestly talk about books forever. Let's get into it. Tell me about the where, when, and how of your reading lately. How are you fitting it in? What are your reading habits looking like lately? Where are you at? Okay. I I really do love checking in on this because it really yeah. does change yeah. like throughout the year or just mm-hmm. different seasons of your life. So I, I do think this is a good thing just to kind of reflect on. So right now we are just a few weeks into summer mm-hmm. and that is definitely having an effect on my reading habits, mm-hmm. both in I'm noticing the types of books that I want to be reading, mm-hmm. which that kind of caught me a little bit off guard. Mm-hmm. I am really starting to notice I really do need to kind of manage my reading cue a little better for what I want to be reading in the summer, but then also definitely changing with the boys being home from school. Mm -hmm. I usually have a lot of audiobook listening time while the boys are at school, while I'm just home with Maeve, Mm -hmm. um, because I can often have a blue one of my Bluetooth earbuds in and just be listening to a book while I'm hanging out with her, Mm -hmm. feeding her lunch, all of those things. But with the boys at home, definitely that offers a lot more distraction mm-hmm. and noise just, level has increased yes, in your home. Just noticing that I'm not having quite as much time for that during the day. So that's kind of affecting my reading habits. Um, but in general, I am still keeping up with having an audio book going and then also reading either a physical book or a book on my Kindle mm-hmm. and, and that book, like the physical or Kindle book, I always just read before bed. Okay. So my audio books usually go a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Plus I listen to those always at, at least 1.5 speed. Okay. And then my Kindle book, you know, you know, an hour yeah. at bedtime every yeah. night. So a little slower. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's what it's looking like. I will say one other just kind of overall reading habit I'm noticing. I really need to update the boys library cards. Not so much for the books that they're going to get from the library. Cause I take care of those on my library card, mm-hmm. but I need more library cards on my Libby account <laughs> because for our library, I use the Libby app to get audiobooks and Kindle books. You can only place holds on eight books yeah. and that is just not enough. Yeah. And the lines for those seem to be longer because they have yeah. like less licensing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, but the, the hack is you get multiple library yeah. cards or you can get library cards from, you know, maybe other libraries in neighboring cities, or mm-hmm. I don't know, I hear of people like getting a library card from their parents and yes, putting that on their work accounts. in the library system. <laughs> yes. So anyway, I, <laughs> I need to get more capacity for my library holds. I like that. Um, okay. Yeah. I felt like I was kind of back in a rut again mm-hmm. at the end of the school year, just because the schedule kind of changed. I was just in more of a reading habit. I think even with the girls, you know, mm-hmm. we had our monthly read alouds and things that I was kind of reading to them and with them. And then it was like, I just needed a break for a minute maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't like the feeling after very long. So I did actually like, we just had our, um, 
book club retreat, our annual book club retreat recently. And I feel like it really like rekindled everything because we talk about books so much when we're there. We're all kind of updating our Goodreads. And then like you guys went to the creek one morning and I had a migraine. So I stayed behind, but ended up having like a couple hours in the house once that subsided Mm -hmm. that I finished a book and kind of got back on track. You were like, oh, I noticed you updated your Goodreads. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm feeling in a good spot now. So um, yeah. And for me, I'm really realizing the sweet spot for me because I liked, I'm very moody with my reading mm-hmm. is I need to have like three things going. I need okay. to have a Kindle fiction book okay. that I really, really want to read. And mm-hmm. that is not, that's holding my attention easily because that's my nighttime book. Okay. So I can't learn new things at night at the end yep. of a long day, but I really like an engaging Kindle read. So I don't have to have a light on, um, So that's my nighttime book. And then another hard copy book going that I keep downstairs for daytime reading. Because a lot of the times like the girls will be upstairs playing. And then instead of scrolling on my phone, if I have it downstairs, plus it feels nice to grab something physical when you have been scrolling on your phone and like kind of too much into that. that. And then one audio book going for the car rides alone or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, folding laundry and stuff. But the other thing, speaking of scrolling on the phone, that has helped a ton Mm -hmm. is I have set my screen time timer now to actually like shut the app down. Shut it down. And you can override it if you're really doing something important. But I've, because I was just doing so much like research for homeschool, which really there's tons of great Mm -hmm. stuff for on Instagram, on YouTube, but spending so much mindless time on my phone Mm -hmm. that is now being replaced with some reading. So that is really, really good. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So tell me about some books you've finished recently. Okay. Well, it has been a long time since we had one of these. So I'll say my most recent and then a couple other notable books. Okay. So very recently, I have finished two books and I was also just kind of in a reading slump and not Mm -hmm. feeling super excited about the things I was reading. Mm -hmm. They were okay, but I have to say I'm glad to have finished these books and kind of be moving into my summer reads. The first one is called The Liar's Dictionary. And I I really, I did like this one okay, um, but it was very language driven. It's a novel, Mm. but very language driven, lots of plays on words, reflecting on language. So that was a very fun book to read if you love books and you love language, Mm -hmm. but I just kind of found it a little slow. And I think it maybe would have been a better book too. This one I was reading before bed at night. And Mm. I think it might've been a better one if I just had a vacation or like a weekend and I could just kind of consume it more in a few sittings. Absorb it into it a little bit. Yeah. And so anyway, kind of the basic premise has a very interesting premise. It's told from two different perspectives. Mallory lives in present day and works at the Swansby Publishers in London, where she is the only employee. She's actually an intern Mm -hmm. and she's tasked with finding fake words in the Swansby dictionary, which are called Mount Weasels. This is a true word. These are fake entries in dictionaries and encyclopedias. It's like an actual phenomenon. Yes. Okay. Um, And anyway, there's lots of different, you know, like I said, plays on words, language, kind of made up words, very great vocabulary Mm -hmm. that had me always questioning, is that a real word Mm -hmm. or, you know, things like that. And then, so the other perspective storyline is Peter Winsworth and he is working at Swansby Publishers in 1899. And he's going to be the source Mm. of these Mount Weasels. That's cool. And so it's kind of untangling that. So anyway, enjoyed that. Okay. 
I abandoned a book recently, and that was The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I have to cast my eyes downward because I know so many people really yeah. enjoyed this yeah, book, I including did, you. Sure. Mm-hmm. The thing about this book, it I listened to it on audio, and it was one of these pretty long ones, like 16 or 17 yeah. hours. I was nine hours into it, listening at 1.5 speed. Mm-hmm. I still had seven hours to go. <laughs> And I just didn't find myself picking up my phone to continue yeah, it. I that's think, how you know sometimes. Yeah, I think just the pace, um, it it was just taking place over lots yeah. of time and was just kind of not going fast enough for me. I just wasn't, yeah, as invested in the story or the characters. Another just interesting thing about this book, this was also the fourth or fifth book this year that I just happened to read that have some element of time as part of the uh plot. uh And I think I'm just exhausted by that as a a plot element. So I think, unfortunately, it just hit me at the wrong time. If it wasn't just one more book about time this year, I just was kind of like, oh. Because I feel like when I read that one, it was very... What I, something I liked about it was it was unlike anything else I was reading yeah, right. at the at the time. Right. No pun right. intended. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that one just did not quite hit me. Okay, a few other um, short little mentions of books I finished lately. I read Minor Feelings, which is a memoir by the poet Kathy Park Hong about her experience being Asian American and mm-hmm. trying to understand what that identity means. And this was a kind of more of a collection of essays almost. Mm-hmm. So. So it wasn't a memoir in a sense that I felt like, you know, it life story. Yeah. Or kind of like had that kind of like start when you're a child and mm-hmm. go through adulthood. But I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the reading and there were some parts that really have stayed with me. I also read at your recommendation, Beyond the Bright Sea by mm-hmm. Lauren Wolk, which is a beautiful and memorable book about the family you create. And it was so enjoyable, mm-hmm. so beautiful. I have since gifted it twice. Oh, I'm to so glad people. you loved it too. I absolutely love books like that one that are written with such simple, accessible language and yet are so beautiful. Yeah, like real profound Like sentences. I would just read sentences and I would stop and think about like, why is that so beautiful? Mm-hmm. And just noticing like the extra adjective that mm-hmm. she added and just noticing this would still have been a beautiful sentence, but then she added that mm-hmm. extra word mm-hmm. and it just like elevated it to that next level. Yeah. So I just really, really enjoyed okay. it and would highly recommend it. And the last one I'll mention is another memoir called Sitting Pretty by Rebecca Tossig, which was um, a very enjoyable and thought-provoking memoir sharing the author's experience as a woman living with a disability and navigating life in a wheelchair. And it just really even as someone who tries to be thoughtful about people living with mm-hmm. disabilities and you know, being thoughtful about that experience. I don't think I had read another book or memoir in this way that really opened my eyes up Mm. in some of these very specific um, ways. And I just overall, I thought she was honest about the things that have been hard about her experience and the frustrations, but it also left me feeling hopeful and and seeing how as an able-bodied person, Mm -hmm. I can you know, be an ally mm-hmm. and someone who helps empower mm-hmm. people like that in our world. So, so good. It's what I, I love about it. reading too, is mm-hmm. just that 
empathy that you sometimes yes. don't have an opportunity to gain any exactly. other way. And exactly. Just helpful to put yourself in somebody else's place. Yes. So what have you finished lately? Okay. So my most recent finishes, the one that I finished while you guys were at the Creek, it was ironically called Miracle Creek <laughs> by Angie Kim. And it is in a small town in Virginia, a group of people know each other because they're part of a special treatment center, a hyperbaric chamber that may cure a range of conditions from infertility to autism, but then the chamber explodes, two people die, and it's clear the explosion wasn't an accident. So Ooh, then the whole book premise. is figuring out this mystery of okay. what happened here and the foul play and mm. blah, blah, blah. So I, yeah, I I... I wouldn't say it was amazing, but it was entertaining. I wanted to read it every night and it was, um, yeah, it was just a very different setting and a very different, um, I don't know, problem and plot line, like anything, unlike anything else I had read. So it was really interesting and, you know, enjoyable read. Um, the other thing that I finished on Audible is Dusk Night Dawn on Revival and Courage, which is the latest by Anne Lamont. Mm. Um, and she reads it and she's just everybody's favorite quirky mm-hmm. aunt mm-hmm. slash patron saint. Like she's mm-hmm. just, I, I just love her. Um, and so it's just really drawing from her own experiences. Um, and she kind of like talks about the very intimate and human ways we just learn how to navigate through dark times. She addresses the pandemic. She mm. addresses the election. Gotcha. But I in was a very like, if what, it, where do we go current. from here? Gotcha you know, as a person with Mm -hmm. a soul kind Mm -hmm. of a way, which Mm -hmm. I loved. And it was just short read. A lot of hers lately are just kind of short, inspirational, Mm -hmm. you know, but she's got this grit to her that I just love. Mm -hmm. So that was a really good one. Um, I abandoned the book of lost friends by Lisa Wingate. Mm -hmm. We were reading that one for book club. Oh, right. I was like, that sounds familiar. I've already forgotten that I read it. (laughs) It is just kind of weird, honestly. And then also has this very, like, like, there's a very like misadventure when we were recounting the plot to you and others who didn't finish it. I was like, why? I'm glad I put this down. And then this happened. And then there was (laughs) an alligator. And then this, like recounting it and hearing it all out loud. I'm like, okay, that was wild. That was a lot. And it just had this kind of, I think you and I both agreed on this. It had this white saviorism tone that we didn't love, like mm-hmm. a very um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Dangerous Minds yeah. trope going on. And I <laughs> don't I don't think it intended to. And no. we discussed it at book club and discussed ways that like we kind of got that impression, but other people right. didn't. Right. But it was sort of once I saw that, I had a hard yeah. time not seeing it or once I saw it in that way. Um, Especially that did... specific like teacher in the inner city right. storyline yeah. where even if it wasn't the typical mm-hmm. characters. It mm-hmm. just felt like that had been overdone. It, it wasn't like a problematic book, I wouldn't say, yeah. but it was just, it felt kind of overdone. Yeah. The book that I finished before that, because it was a long one, and I don't think we've talked about it yet on the podcast, but The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. Ah, that was another one of our book club books. So no, we oh, have not man. talked about it on the I podcast. I highly recommend the Audible. She, the, Me too. The narrator is... Julia Whalen. Oh, she's amazing. She's and wonderful. she's narrated some other books that mm-hmm. we've loved. It's by Kristen Hanna, who is one of my favorite authors in terms of just like an engaging, great storyteller. Mm-hmm. Nothing like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like Pulitzer Prize winning, right. you know, mm-hmm. literary fiction, but just so engaging. Her Brings characters the stories are to life. Yes. And her stories just deal with hardship. Yeah. And that is not something I typically gravitate towards, mm-hmm. but she brings the story to life in such richness and these characters that you are just mm-hmm. really able to put yourself in their shoes. And 
Yeah, that she that was a hard story, well. but I also so enjoyed hard. listening to it. It was so hard. I cried multiple times. The most notable, I was finishing it. Uh, it was just felt like this, like, uh, I don't know, out of body experience. So I was finishing it on my way back home from being on the other side of the valley here in Phoenix to get my second oh, COVID shot because yes. I had volunteered at the mm-hmm. Cardinal Stadium and that's way on the west side. So it takes like, I mean, in traffic, it can be like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So I was had just had my second shot. I was finishing this book and it was just so hard, but so hopeful. Mm -hmm. And I was just like bawling on my way home from getting my second vaccine (laughs) because same, same. We have been through the hard and the hopeful. Right. Um, The Four Winds takes place during the uh, Dust Bowl era. So it was kind of like this long, you know, sprawling story of how this family navigates this. And it just felt like... I could relate in a way that I don't know that I could have if I hadn't read it during the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just to this, like, are we going to be okay yeah. feeling, but then the power of like relationship within that and family and resilience and just, it's like you know, doing the best you can yeah. with your circumstances. Yeah. And just, yeah. So it just was really, really wow. good. I recommend that one. Okay. So what are you currently reading? All right. I am enjoying both of the two books that I'm currently reading. One is The X-Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And this is a romance between two people who work at an NPR station and they start a podcast together. (laughs) So it's right up my alley. It is the perfect, just fun read for summer, especially after the slightly heavier and slower books Mm -hmm. that I was reading. This Mm -hmm. is the perfect like palate cleanser. There you go. Welcome to summer, and uh, I'm just really enjoying it. The other one, I think I'm going to finish it today on audio, is The Searcher, which is the newest murder mystery from Tana French. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have two two very different books going, but I actually am realizing that in the summer, I want something lighter, fun, like a beach read, mm-hmm. but I also kind of crave a murder mystery, mm. you know? The coziness since we're inside so much. I and... think so. I um, think it's the engaging factor yes. of that. Like it's harder to pay attention sometimes mm-hmm. to books in the summer, especially so. with kids home. Exactly. So yeah. So anyway, I have enjoyed that, but I will say I have read, I think all but Tana French's very first book. And so far this feels like the tamest, mm. um, definitely not gruesome. So if you are looking for a murder mystery or like a crime novel, but don't want anything, you know, that's going to be upsetting. Mm-hmm. I think this would be a good recommendation. Um, so I think not one of my favorites of hers. Mm-hmm. And also I just haven't found it to be, um, I don't know, not, not quite as many plot twists and things, but, but enjoyable. That's what I'm reading. All right. I am reading three things cause I have my trifecta going gotcha. again. Gotcha. Very good. So I have the house in the cerulean sea, mm-hmm. which I believe is technically middle grade. Okay. Um, kind of seeing a lot of this mentioned, yeah. which I'm just loving middle grade. Mm. Now watch this isn't, but I really think it is. <laughs> I was just looking it up now to try to make sure, but I'm loving middle grade for that same reason you talked about with beyond the bright sea, where there needs to be like an economy of words. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like poetry in mm-hmm. that there's really well done. Middle grade is so poetic and yeah. like they will say a lot with fewer 
yes. more simple words, which sometimes just makes for really beautiful writing, mm-hmm. even if, you know, a kid can understand it at like a surface level, but you can right. get that deeper meaning. And I'm just loving that. So House in the Cerulean Sea by um, TJ Klune. And it is, I'm try- I looked up the description here because it's hard to describe without just, just reading this. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a Harry Potter meets somewhere. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I'll just read this. So it's a fantasy book, but Linus Baker is a by the book caseworker in the department in charge of magical youth. He's tasked with determining whether six dangerous magical children are likely to bring about the end of the world. And Arthur Parnassus is the master of the orphanage, and he would do anything to keep the children safe, even if it means the world will burn and his secrets will come to light. So Mm. it's like, it's just a super engaging story right off the Mm -hmm. bat. I was even able to read it at gymnastics with Mm. the girls, which usually I can't because it's too loud in Mm -hmm. there, but I really, I'm really loving it so far. So that sounds like a great summer read. That's one I'm reading. The other one I just started, which I think you've mentioned before on the podcast is Homegoing. Oh, yes. By Yag Yassi. Mm-hmm. And she, um, this one has like great reviews and it's our book club mm-hmm. book for next month. And it's in Ghana, 18th century, two half sisters born into different villages and they have very different, um, different life directions mm-hmm. because one marries a white Englishman mm-hmm. and one does not. And so just the different you know, and it's like kind of an epic sweeping mm-hmm. novel from what I understand. But I literally just, I think I'm on the first chapter with that okay. one. And then I'm listening to a book that you've recommended a couple times, which is Parenting Without Power Struggles Ooh, nice. by Susan Stiffelman. And it, I like listening to it because it feels like sometimes I, it's less intellectual effort to listen to a book. Yes. And sometimes with parenting books, I feel like it's the last thing I want to sit down and read yep. after a long day. We've yep. talked about this before. So listening to it feels like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm getting a little pep talk. I can mm-hmm. I can glean some nuggets yeah. from it. And then it doesn't feel like it's a huge time mm-hmm. time suck. Yep. So that those are my current reads. All right. Um, okay. So what books are up next for you in your ever-growing to-be-read stack? Okay. Well, the next book that I have on audio, it just came available It is The Lions of Fifth Avenue by Fiona Davis. And during our kind of book chat at book club, and Mm -hmm. we were filling out the rest of our books for the rest of the year, I think this is our December or January book. Mm -hmm. So, So it's a book club pick. So I just learned about it through other book club members. And it looks like it's going to be enjoyable. The The synopsis is a historical novel in which a series of book thefts roils the iconic New York public library, leaving two generations of strong-willed women to pick up the pieces. Mm. So sounds like a great book club pick. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, that's the one that is first available. um, And so I know I'll be reading that. And then next, if I don't have something else immediately like ready to check out from the library, then what I'll do is I'll go through my Goodreads to be read list. And I will just kind of keep cross-checking mm-hmm. at the library until I find something that is yeah. available. Yeah. So anyway, that kind of is a fun way that it kind of adds a little bit of whimsy. You yeah. Know? It's just like, okay, well, this is available. And yeah, maybe I, I don't even remember why I put it on my list. Totally. But at one time I said I wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. And so let's just jump into that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm not sure what the universe is going to bring me next. All right. Okay. Next up for me, it's going to be a little bit, but next up is People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Ooh. Henry. And this has been so 
cross recommended right yes. now. Number one is a good like summer read. Yep. Emily Henry is a kind of more fluffy fiction <laughs> um, reader that I've enjoyed in the past. I read her beach read and really liked that one oh, yeah. as like a, you know, romance type. It's not a romance book. I wouldn't say, would you call it romance? Yeah. Maybe a little bit. I am very confused about what the genre qualifies yeah. as romance. It's like, well, how much sex does there right. have to be? I think that's I think that's really it. Like to push it over into the romance genre. Right. I would call this I hate this term, but I would call it like chiclet. Gotcha. Like what people say is chiclet mm-hmm. or like beach reads. I mean, that's literally the name of that. But this one is people we meet on vacation. It's it's on our uh, book club list for some time this year. I don't yeah. even know when, but I felt like now would be a good time mm-hmm. to read it. And then the other one that is on my to be read, which has been sitting on my nightstand for a while, and I started it and then got distracted with other things. But it is Wolf Hollow by Lauren Woke, who wrote that Beyond is the Bright literally Sea. Literally on my nightstand mm-hmm. as well. Well, you reminded me when we were at book club because you're like, "Hey, have you read this one yet?" And yes. I'm like, "No, but I need to get back to that." Oh my so, gosh! Well, thank you. That will be yeah. my next physical book. There you go. We can have our own little book club about it. <laughs> I love that. But she has that one, and then she has Echo Mountain, mm-hmm. which also looks amazing. The covers of her books are just so beautiful, so beautiful. too. So mm-hmm. it's just, I'm excited to read that one. Okay. I would love to know what books your kids are into lately. My little Ooh. ladies were just regaling yes. you with tales of what they were reading on their way out the door today. But. Which, side note, I love to ask kids what they're reading. Yeah. I just feel like it can feel hard. Like, if you don't know kids super well, and, you know, it can be hard to have conversations mm-hmm. with kids. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, that's like my go-to thing. That's great. You're so good at having, like, a couple go-to questions to ask people, I feel like. You always just, it's like a very welcoming skill okay. that you have. But, yeah, I, I think so, too. I think awkward Kids are awkward. Oh, yeah. And if they haven't seen you in a while, it can yeah. be weird. And then they, like, make you feel dumb. Right. Like, like I, sorry, right. I have intelligent things to say. Right. I know. You're, like, like, asking questions and they're just kind of staring yeah. at you blankly. <laughs> like, if an adult did that, you would feel so self-conscious. Yes. yes. So I think you're really good at that. <laughs> That's a great one. Um, okay. So first of all, in terms of summer reading for my kiddos, I am so excited that we are doing our library summer reading program for mm-hmm. the very first time. This felt like the first year that it wouldn't just be all work for me. Yes, You know, in the past, I felt like, okay, we could do this, but they're not really that motivated. I'm going to be keeping track Mm -hmm. of everything. So it didn't feel worth it. So it has been very fun to have that, you know, be like a new chapter for us. They have these big, um, kind of like big papers we got and they color in a book for every 20 minutes they've read. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll be reading out loud to them or they'll be sitting and reading and they want to know when every 20 minutes has yeah. passed, you yeah. know? And I'm like, that's great if that is motivating you. So anyway, that has been really fun. Okay. So for Cedric, he is super into nonfiction books, which I am, which mm-hmm. I am loving. And I, love our library's nonfiction kids section. Yeah, they do and, a good job. And with I it. feel like it I've only discovered it in recent years because they kind of have all the story and picture books in this in this one area mm-hmm. that's just very obvious when you first walk in. Yeah. And then the nonfiction books are kind of over a little to the side in the stacks. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, oh, okay, what are those? They're not as like visible maybe. Yeah. yeah. But oh my gosh, I just absolutely love them and have found so many great books in those sections, like essentially, you know, 
biographies, I mean, really wonderful storytelling and illustrations Mm -hmm. that I end up learning so much too. I just love those. So he's very into that nonfiction section. Um, One book that he really loved lately is called Animalium, which is a giant book Mm -hmm. with these beautiful illustrations and just interesting facts Mm -hmm. about animals. And he just sat and wanted to read the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Um, just books about space. I feel like we'll just go and he'll just say a subject and I'll go help him find that Mm -hmm. section and he'll find some things. Dash has been super into graphic novels generally. Mm -hmm. And Julia was just giving me some recommendations. So I'm excited to hear more about those, but I found this series for him called the amulet series. Mm -hmm. They're by Kazu Kibuishi. Mm -hmm. And it is, I think this was the, this was the synopsis. A world of terrible man-eating demons, a Mm -hmm. mechanical rabbit, a talking fox, and a giant robot, and two ordinary children on a mission. (laughs) All of these things, two ordinary children on a mission. Exactly. It's like every children's book in a a nutshell. (laughs) I haven't sat and read these, which, P.S., graphic novels are like the worst to read aloud. Have you also discovered this? And even like to have read aloud to you. Mm. is also a painful experience. I have not experienced Because Julia that. wants to share all of the things that are happening, but gotcha. she has to back up like right. so far to say why something is oh funny gosh. or why somebody's making that face. It's like, it really is a read on your own kind of it an experience. It really is. It really <laughs> is. So anyway, there are eight books of these out so far and a ninth one coming out, which okay. has been so exciting to experience with my kids of Waiting. you know a forthcoming yeah. book and yeah. getting to tell them like, we get to look forward to this in October and getting excited about that. But anyway, when we, when I've gotten each new one, Dash just sits, absolutely loves them. So I would highly recommend those to kind of probably your eight to 10 year old. Mm -hmm. And then I have a couple of read out loud books. I'm trying to read out loud to the boys every day. Like while Maeve is down for her morning nap, um, that has been a good little read aloud time for us. And currently we're reading the secret zoo by Mm -hmm. Brian Chick. Mm -hmm. Um, that was something my mother-in-law just gifted to us. Let's see. I'll read you the little synopsis. One day Megan disappears and her brother and their friends realize it's up to them to find her. Their only choice is to follow a series of clues and sneak into the zoo. But once inside, they discover there's much more to the Clarksville city zoo than they could ever have guessed. Mm -hmm. So we are all enjoying that. Um, the last one I want to mention is an audio book and Chris actually just got this for the boys and they listened to it. They were just on a trip to Seattle. And then I just finished the book with the boys yesterday when we were in the car. Mm -hmm. This is Minecraft, the Island by Max Brooks. So the boys are all into Minecraft and And so finding it in a book form, like, great. I'm like, let's, let's read about this. I like, um, you know, anything that will excite them about reading, but here's the great part for parents. This book was narrated by Jack Black. Oh, fantastic. So how could it be bad? I just feel like it's, He's so engaging yeah. and engaging for the boys, but I just also felt like he was also winking at yes, the parents. Yes, and totally. I loved that. I feel like so many kids' books are like that. Mm-hmm. Like that is my favorite thing about kids' books is the different levels of mm-hmm. like understanding. Yes, and I guess I will. I'll mention Maeve. I don't want to leave out my third child. <laughs> she is also very, books. very into books. Um, she will sign book Aww. and like open her little hands and say book. 
Um, I have a little shelf of books next to the glider in her room and she really enjoys doing books. We do it like a few times a day and then always before bed, Mm -hmm. her kind of habit right now with books loves to reach over and grab her book Mm -hmm. and then turn the pages very fast where I just try to get in as much as I can (laughs) of the book. It's about the physical experience right now of turning pages. Exactly. And then it's putting it back and choosing the next Mm -hmm. one. So it's very sweet and enjoyable, but I am also looking forward to when she's like to the point where she realizes I'm actually reading something and she can have that comprehension. Yeah. yeah. Um, like Cause right now it's just there. a lot of turning pages <laughs> a lot and of picking pages. out the next book. Hey, that's an important pre-literacy skill. Yes. So that's, that's yes. good stuff still. <laughs> so we've got it. So what, <laughs> what are the girls into lately? Okay. So I feel like I have a ton here because I, haven't talked about this since the school year wrapped up. So our last couple of read aloud. So we read at least one read aloud a month. And so the, one of the last ones we did was Flora and Ulysses, Mm. the illuminated adventures. And this book is so interesting. It's written by Kate DiCamillo, who does a lot of love her uh, children's books. It's a Newbery medal winner. It's like, it says this. Okay, I'll just read this. Holy and unanticipated occurrences. A cynic meets an unlikely superhero in a genre-breaking new novel by Kate DiCamillo. It begins as the best superhero stories do with the tragic accident that has unexpected consequences. The squirrel never saw the vacuum cleaner co- coming. <laughs> but self-described cynic Flora Bell Buckman, who has read every issue of the comic book Terrible Things Can Happen to You, is just the right person to step in and save him. Oh my god! And this book has such... I would definitely recommend this for either older kids, like fourth grade and above, or as a read aloud because okay. it is, it's got a ton of like sarcasm mm-hmm. and um, like humor that doesn't come. It, yeah. My kids got it when I read it, right. but I don't know that they would have gotten it if they were reading mm-hmm. it. Um, and just, it's hilarious. Oh it is gosh, absolutely hilarious. Great. And it has got like this graphic novel aspect to it. So I feel like your boys would love it yeah. as a read aloud too. There's there's a couple little sections because okay. she's such a comic fan gotcha. that are like that, but the whole thing is not written in. Perfect. Yeah. So it's nice as a read aloud. There is a movie version on Disney Plus, I believe, that mm-hmm. we did watch after the book, but it, it veered a lot okay. from the book. So I would not, it was interesting to talk about the differences, mm-hmm. but the book was so much better mm-hmm. and the girls agreed that the book was so much better. Mm-hmm. So I loved that, that book. That sounds great. I'm putting that on our summer read aloud yeah. list. The other one that we read at the end of the year was Pages and Co., The Book Wanderers. This book, you guys. Oh, is Erica the, is bracing herself I am on bracing the table. myself on the table. It is the coziest <gasps> of cozy books. Um, it is, if you love books, you're just going to love this one. So okay. an enchanting story about the magic of books and the story or, and the power of imagination. And it's a debut author. Mm. Since her mother's disappearance, 11-year-old Tilly Pages has found comfort in the stories at Pages & Co., her grandparents' bookshop. But when her favorite characters, Anne of Green Gables and Alice from Wonderland, start showing up mm. at the shop, Tilly's adventures become very real. Oh, it all is- in. It is, yeah, right? Like the description, I was like, get me that book. <laughs> yes. So we're kind of doing our summer of sequels this summer. Oh. So we're going to read the oh, second book. Oh, you and your themes, the Harry Potter summer, of summer yes. of sequels. So we're doing that as like my read aloud is the sequel to this, which okay. is the um, Lost Fairy Tales, okay. I think. And then they're listening to Harry Potter ongoing yep. always because yeah. the audio is so great. It's and so they great. can do accents that I can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so long. 
And then do I don't you want find to read the whole then, thing. Do you find them doing the English accent? Oh, that all the is time. So fun. All the time. They were just doing it in the pool the yeah. other day. It was so funny how much, and they're really good at it yeah. because they're just at those ages exactly. where they can absorb it. <laughs> so that we're doing that. We're also reading the wild robot escapes. That's our other Ooh, sequel. Okay. So mm-hmm. we're doing that first actually, because we read the wild mm-hmm. robot and loved it last year. Um, and then we're going to do one of the Vanderbeeker books as oh, a sequel great. too. Um, but Great then lineup. what else are they? Oh, so in terms of independent reading, Julia is loving the graphic novels. I actually signed her up for a out school graphic novel book club oh, class online. Okay. Um, so it's like a, like an online class book club. Uh-huh, wow. Yep. And she does all kinds of different ones. She did what she did one for Charlotte's web. She has different age groups and everything. This is an cool. eight to 10 year old graphic novel cool. book clubs. So there's kind of a reading syllabus for the whole summer. Wow. This one goes into August, I think. Um, and so a couple of the the series that they're going through mm-hmm. kind of right now is these Zeta the Space Girl. Okay. And it, he also has Mighty Jack there by Ben Hatke. And there's a crossover situation mm. in the novels too where nice. the two the two meet. So she's loving those. She loves Dogman. Mm-hmm. I don't love Dogman, mm-hmm. but she flew through them quickly mm-hmm. and it developed for her this like, there's nothing wrong with Dogman. It's right. just very like potty humor yes, and I agree. nonsense. But I'm like, you know, that's the adult, it's the kid version of me reading right. Twilight. Right? I know. Like, and if it gets them excited about yeah. reading, but I, I will agree. Those aren't the ones that I'm checking out mm-hmm. from the library for them. Yeah, those are like, okay, you can read those before bedtime, whatever. But she loves those. She's read all of those. She loves um, the Bone series, too, which is a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say more like the Zeta and the Space Girl. Dogman is like introductory Mm -hmm. graphic novels. Um, But yeah, she's loving those. Vanessa actually loves historical books of any sort. She loves nonfiction, too, and she loves anything that tells history so she's still really loving all of like the who was mm, what was yep. series she actually grabbed i had grabbed just like a stack of books from um thrift books mm-hmm. and i had gotten her this story hachiko waits about a famous dog in japan mm. and there's like a statue for him of him in a train station because he like famously waited for his Aww. owner there after he passed there's like a whole story behind yeah. this dog so she just flew through that mm. before she's like can i read this one now i'm like sure <laughs> She loved that book. Um, and now she just got a book. It's like made this rabbit trail for her. She just picked out a book from the library called Dogs in History. And it's oh, about other famous okay. dogs in history. Yeah. And I got them their library card, yes. their own at your recommendation yep. for, because we, I mean, I put so many books on hold for homeschool. We just mm-hmm. have such a constant yes. revolving door you that I'm capacity. like, we need more too. And they loved that. She's also working her way through the babysitters club like oh that's picked really that fun. back up again so i think she's on like book 16 right now that's and really loves fun. those so. and have you guys watched the new netflix yes. reboot yes. together oh, loved it so she kind so of like fun. took off from where that mm-hmm. ended and wanted to keep reading so she's liking those that. a lot okay tell me you mentioned thrift books yeah. what's this this okay i i misspoke this particular batch did not come from thrift books because i did actually get books from thrift books it's just used books okay. in various conditions, okay. but they, I wasn't impressed with the condition they oh, were in for really? things that were rated like very good. It gotcha. still had like writing all in gotcha. them and things. And I'm okay. like, for me, that was, I want to use them for like our curriculum and stuff. Right. And I don't, I want them to really be able to focus because it was like their independent readers. Right. Right. So okay. I ended up getting a couple more, mm-hmm. couple of the books from Amazon brand new because they were gotcha. on sale. And I'm like, I don't want them yeah. using like, cause I think it, 
it took away from the experience. Some of them came fine, but I felt like the quality was very variable. Yeah. I so see. I don't necessarily recommend them, but I do love kidsbooks.com, which is more mm. brand new, just maybe like scratch and dent okay. or overstock type yeah. items or book outlet. Same thing. Look at this. You've got all the, yeah. got all the sources. Yeah. Okay. So I'm enjoying those for online, but yeah, they, we have to have many sources mm-hmm. come in because we're, I'm, I'm supplying all the reading material these days. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Lots of great reading yeah, happening at your house. There is. Okay. So I think that wraps up our reading roundup yeah, for now. A lot of books. We would love to hear what you guys are reading or what you thought of some things that we've mentioned. If you'd like to find us on Goodreads, we keep track of what we're reading with varying degrees of regularity. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we're real up to date mm-hmm. on there. Sometimes we're not, but you're welcome to follow us over there. We'll link our profiles in the show notes, which are also in the notes of our podcast player. Yes. And we'll uh, link to all of the books mm-hmm. that we mentioned. So yeah. just look at the notes in your podcast player and For sure. see our long Yeah, you don't have to lists. scribble them all down. No. Okay. How about obsessions? What are you obsessed with lately? Okay. Very proud. I have a reading-related obsession, which felt perfect for this episode. So my obsession is my family book club. I have a second book club. It it. is with the women on my mom's side of my family. I love it. We just started it this year in January. So it is my mom, my sister, me, my aunt, and my cousin. Cousin of the pod. Cousin of the pod, Emily. Mm -hmm. Hello. An aunt of the pod. I think Mm -hmm. she listens to. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to all of my family book club. So, yeah, I think that we just sometimes on, you know, a group text between us would kind of mention books or I noticed I was talking about books with Emily and then also talking about books with my mom. And anyway, I I think maybe Emily had the idea and just said, hey, maybe we should do a family book club. And so what we've come up with, we're meeting every other month and virtually since Mm -hmm. we live in three different places. Mm -hmm. And it is just perfect um, taking notes from what works so well from our own book club that like consistent yeah. days work really well. We're meeting on the last Saturday of every other month. Okay. And that feels really perfect too. Cause I think we're, we're, we all love reading, but kind of various degrees mm-hmm. and you know, every other month feels it's not too big of an very commitment. doable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that has just been so lovely. Is um, zoom working good for you for that? Is that what you're let's using? Let's see. We are all, iPhone users or Apple users. So we're oh, able okay. to FaceTime. Oh, nice. A and, FaceTime that, and that has worked really well because we can use phones or computers and things like that. I am just loving that it's giving us this structure to get together. Yeah. And yes, we talk about books and that is really fun to do with this group of people and, and hear everyone's different takes. But I just love that it's giving like this group of women in my life that I really care about a time for us all to chat and just catch up. Um, I think especially for my aunt Peta in the group, I love keeping up with her and feel close with her, but I wasn't, I didn't have another formal way like that I was calling or texting regularly. And I just love this like casual way to keep in touch. Something to gather around Mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. So anyway, um, loving it and would highly recommend if you feel like you have enough, you know, readers in your family to maybe try a family book club. I love that. That's so cool. Okay, I am obsessed with my new swimsuit. Oh, tell us. This is from Andy okay. Swimwear, A-N-D-I-E. Okay. And it, it's my first suit that I've tried from them. It's a little pricier, like up above $100, okay. which 
I'm just realizing I think you really get what you pay for in yeah. the swimwear. I mean, with a lot of things, but yep. swimwear department. It is the perfect one piece, especially mm. for like kids in the pool, but it still looks like untrend and yeah. not frumpy. Yeah. So it is, it's all black. You can get it in various colors, but it has like a Henley top. So it's got like a snap oh, nice. closure on the top and mm-hmm. it just looks like a tank top. Like you could wear it as like a bodysuit oh, with a, yeah. um, you know, with a pair of jean yeah. shorts or something. That sounds so comfortable. But it's got like full coverage in the back. Mm-hmm. Like full, like I don't have to put sunscreen on my back. So it just looks like a shirt oh, kind nice. of, but it's not loose and mm-hmm. frumpy looking. So it just looks like I'm wearing a tank top for mm-hmm. real, but it's the, the snaps are functional and they can function, they can snap down a lot. Reveal. So if you're having, you know, uh, adult, adult swim, only swim yeah, time. you could be more revealing or you could get it really, you know, Buttoned snapped up. up there for the kids. So they're not pulling down uh-huh. your suit. But it's like this really thick, but yet comfortable kind of four-way stretch material mm-hmm. that just hugs you just right. And it's it's got like ribbing, mm-hmm. which gives it a nice, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes like the thinner, you know, high sheen swimsuit material is just not yeah. the most flattering yes. because it shows off all the lumps and yes. bumps, which we have them. That's fine. But, yep. you know, yeah. you just want to feel like in there without being in a compression suit. Mm-hmm. So this is just like... My go-to now, like having people over or Mm -hmm. kids in the pool suit, it just feels like I am covered enough and I am comfortable and it doesn't feel, it feels like I could wear it all day. Like as Mm -hmm. it dries, throw on some Mm -hmm. jean shorts and just even like a white button down shirt over the top. You could go out to dinner with it at the beach or whatever. It's really a great suit. So we will link to that. Love it. Okay. Any neighborhood news for me? What's going on in your neighborhood? I have some front yard bird news to share. Okay. You know, I am a bird lover, mm-hmm. amateur birder, mm-hmm. always wanting to attract those birds to my yard. Mm-hmm. Well, at least some birds. Yeah. Um, not so much the doves. Oh, we have a dove overpopulation Which, here. Which, side note, their poos are It's giant. aggressive. Like, sometimes I'm like, is that from, I don't know, a giant <laughs> a duck condor, or swan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, holy they really cow, are. which we do have ducks around here, but we don't have a pool. I, I've never seen a yeah. duck in my backyard. Yeah. Anyway, it is offensive, <laughs> <laughs> but this story is not about that. For Mother's Day, I gifted myself a new bird feeder mm-hmm. um, and got one specifically for goldfinches. A problem with bird feeders is that you can end up attracting too many doves. So yeah. it's like, okay, I want to make sure this is the type of feeder with like the whole openings and the type of food that I'm not attracting a bunch of doves and pigeons and things. So anyway, the woman recommended this goldfinch feeder and I was so excited and was like, okay, well, you know, how long will it take them to find it and stuff? She's like, you know, give it a good two weeks. So I got it all set up on our front yard trees and I've been so excited to have trees big enough in our front yard. Mm -hmm. I just want to like fill them with bird feeders. It did not take two weeks. Within a week, the goldfinches had found this feeder, which are, they are so fun to see. Bright, bright yellow with little black cap. Mm. But then all of the goldfinches, I mean, just to the point. There was a run on the feeder. Where it would be seven or eight just on this feeder <laughs> and they were just going through the food. Yeah. Like I would fill it up and by midday it was halfway. Oh, they really, you had a good mix in there I for know. them. So anyway, I just am like, 
can there not just be a happy medium where I can just have like the the three birds yes. on the feeder? Can I not attract a mob of yes. goldfinches? Oh my goodness. I wonder the desert too. I bet you it's like, I think you know, maybe so. Slim pickings. Exactly. So once they know the source, they tell all their friends. Yeah. And so I'm just like, okay, well, uh, Chris, we're going to have to add a new line item budget for bird food because <laughs> they're just plowing through I am through supplying it. the entire neighborhood. Yes, exactly. So anyway... That's been fun to watch, but I have been surprised at just quite how popular my front yard has been. That's awesome. That's funny. (laughs) So that's been fun. Okay. I think that's all we have. Thank you so much as always for listening. You can find the show notes linking the books we talked about um, in our podcast player or on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. Okay. So you can find us between shows on Instagram where we are there with, you know, varying degrees of regularity, depending on what our children are doing in the background and how motivated we are. Exactly. Getting more bandwidth. Just be real. Bear with us. Just be real. We are High Girls Next Door over there, and you can find our Girl Next Door podcast page on Facebook. As always, you can just send us an email at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. Um, I am on my next... Why can't we say the sentences about this part? <laughs>